What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of The Warrior Way. This week, I caught up with senior Eli Williams. Eli is one of my favorite guys, and I really enjoyed this conversation. With basketball starting up, we thought it was only appropriate to have a hoops conversation only, and we didn't even get around to talking about the circle of courage. Eli talks about how last year's season ended and the group of seniors they had in which he calls amazing. He tells me who he thinks are going to be the front runners and the teams to beat in AA basketball this year, as well as his expectations for his squad. We wrap it up with a draft of our top five fictional basketball characters from movies. Now, as you'll find out in this episode, Eli completely botched this. He wasn't ready for it, but we rolled with it anyway. And for all you listeners, you can't tell me that he ended up winning this draft. I mean, there's no way that Wreck-It Ralph should be the first pick. Let's get to our conversation with Eli. All right, welcome to a special basketball edition of The Warrior Way. I'm joined here today with, if we're going to do a basketball episode, I had to get Eli Williams on the on the show. Eli, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So first off, how did it feel to get back on the court on Saturday against Brookings? I felt alive. Nice to get back with the team and be around the coaches all over again and having a student section. Were you nervous? No, nah, not this year. Was it weird? only having a certain amount of people in the stands? It was. I feel like there wasn't as much, you know, like energy there, but we get to play, so it really doesn't matter. But you have a you have a nook in the building, and he brings energy, right? Of course, him and Mandela are always <laughs> bringing that energy. So talk a little bit about your team this year. What do you, uh, what do, what do people need to know about the boys' basketball team from Washington? Uh, I think they need to know that we're kind of short, but, you know, our hearts are bigger than that, and... We're just ready to hoop, and we're looking forward to getting the ring this year. Are you calling Kale short? Uh, th- I guess there's two giants, but, you know, they're not as big as you think when I'm in the paint with them, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I just feel like we have a very good team this year. Do you block Kale shot a lot? No, but he blocks mine, but that's because he gets me when I'm off guard. Do you block a nook shot a lot? Oh, yeah. He does not want to see me at the rim anymore. I think I can block a nook, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what has been the overall feel of the group so far this year? Has it been good vibes? Like, has it just been, have you felt, you know, just a, a good energy just getting out on the court in general? Or has it been weird? Like, what's been your feeling? I felt good Saturday, but I guess, like, coming into Thursday, we play against, like, kids that have been playing since freshman year varsity. So it's like, now I feel like iffy, see if, like, we're actually, like, about that and if we're really ready to go against those top teams in the state. I feel like that way with our girls, too. You know, we played Brookings, two on Saturday, and you kind of just have that feeling of things were really smooth and things went well, but until you get up against, you know, some people that are going to, you know, get in your space and, mm-hmm. and take some things away, you'll see if you're, you're really uh, uh, what you think you are. So talk a little bit about Roosevelt. They've got some talent. You've, you know them pretty well. What are, you, uh, what are you looking forward to for Thursday night? I'm looking forward to that big win. I want to go 3 and 0 before we go to break for Christmas break, but they have a lot of freak athletes starting with They're talented, my, aren't they? Yeah, starting with core. You can just jump out of the gym. You got Tyler and Tucker, very quick. You know, they're just really athletic. There won't be any trash talking on Thursday though, right? Not for me at least. I, I don't know about the others. I can't speak for them. Okay. All right. Um and I want to just make sure we touch on this before I forget. Last year, um, how last year ended before we get too far into this year. 
what was the biggest disappointment about the way that last year ended? That we were on a big game, like winning streak, and we just had to end it like because of COVID. Like I feel like we still should have got to play, but it ended so quick. Everything happened so quick. It was just like a weird drop off. Like we felt the same way too. It was just like you're kind of hitting your stride, and then it's just it was such a weird feeling of all of a sudden it's all cut off. Like you can't even come to the gym. You can't, you know, you have to meet with everybody through Zoom and everything you knew was just changed. Mm -hmm. Did you have hope that we were gonna play a state tournament? Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, I did, but like, as soon as like the popular, like the numbers start going up for cases, like, dang, probably not gonna get the chance to play. Do you remember when it kind of like felt real? When did it feel real that we weren't gonna have a state tournament for you? I would say probably <laughs> like month, probably like April. Like after it's like yeah, the month's done. There's really no way we can actually get to get the chance to play. Yeah, because it was weird. There was like that that lull of okay, it's state's not gonna happen on like March 20th when it's supposed to, but we may still find a way to make it happen. Okay. We may still like there not, may not be fans or whatever it was going to be and then yeah I remember just once April 1st hit and I was supposed to be coaching track and we we're supposed to be having track meets and all that and I think like the declaration had come down that we weren't going back to school I was like we're still holding out hope here that we're going to have a state basketball tournament because mm -hmm. then there was even talk like they made pushing it back in like May yeah I was like okay yeah and I know we coaches were saying this just that doesn't seem like it would even have the same feeling of a basketball state tournament when you're playing it in May. Mm -hmm. How would you describe last year's group? Amazing. Why? Because uh, we were all together, and it's just like you could feel like that love energy when we're all around. Nobody was just trying to like disinclude anyone. Did that come from the seniors, especially, or was yeah? Because the they weren't like mean, you know. Like they're very welcoming, especially to like the upcoming sophomores. Like MK and Joe and them, they just made them feel like they're part of the team. Yeah, I remember that group as freshmen too. They were just all about like whatever was going on in that moment. They let you know made everything outside of it just like they pushed it away. It didn't become drama. It didn't become you know problems. It was just about our team and and I feel like that really uh, you know translated into just really solid leadership for your crew. It didn't seem like there were any problems ever. It just was no. fun to watch and. Which, you, we tried to push really that, hard. Yeah, we try to push that negativity out of the way. We we're just trying to focus on things that we can't control. You just try to play as hard as the Shrams played at all oh, times. I don't know if you could get that hard, but yeah, I, that was one of the goals. So focusing on this here, who do you think the teams, who are going to be the teams to beat in the state for boys uh, basketball? I would say Roosevelt, Yankton, Harrisburg, and... O'Gorman. OG. Yeah. I would agree. Roosevelt's very talented. Yankton, obviously, with what they have going on with a guy that can score 48 and, you know, do all that on a, on a nightly basis. And OG just seems to always have people that you may not, you know, they just have a next person up mentality. It's just mm -hmm. you think that maybe so-and-so graduates and then all of a sudden next year it's who's this and why, why are they so good? Yeah. But it'll be fun to watch regardless. Um, and your hopes this year are to win a state championship? Yes, sir. What are some steps? What are? How do you feel like your group has to get better in order to, you know, head that direction and be ready when 
you know, February and March comes around. I think physically we just got to be way stronger just because we're short-ended, like high-wise, and just mentally we just got to know we're like the best team every time we step on the court. I feel like that's what's really going to help us and just playing as one. Do you feel like your group has a long way to go? Or, I mean, are you, um, from the practices that you had and then the one game so far, have you been surprised with where you're starting out? Because, like, I forget with, with our programs, we didn't have a fall, really. We didn't have summer camps. You know, we didn't get to, I mean, literally March 13th was the last day that we stepped on a floor together. Mm -hmm. uh, so some days in practice I have to almost remind myself we haven't had a typical fall where you get to at least play open gyms and you know I'm sure that people have been playing at you know at great life and doing yeah. some things but uh, are you surprised with how things have gone thus far yeah especially like us like talking to each other on defense like I didn't think it was gonna be like really loud but yeah I think we have a lot to improve on just offensively just because we got a lot of scores on the court at once and I think just being patient so I've been away from the boys program for a few years now and I step in and I watch a little bit of practice here and there before our girls take the floor. Um, I know your coaches pretty well, um, but I want to get to know your team just a little bit and I think the listeners do too. So I'm just going to ask you some questions that pop into my head, okay? Mm -hmm. um, who talks the most trash? Blaine. It's definitely Blaine or Noah. Nah, it's Noah. He he always has something to say. Even when you're just like walking into the gym, he just has something smart to say to anyone. And is it like a I'm gonna back it up with my play type thing, or is I'm just gonna say it? It's just I'm gonna say it. Okay, highest vertical. Who's got the best hops? <laughs> I'm gonna have to say Taj. Sorry to cook, but it's it's Taj. I'd like to see a jump off. Who has the best handles? Handles. MK. Best shot? Me. <laughs> Who is winning in a one-on-one -on -one competition on your team? Me. <clears throat> That's pretty quick. Pretty quick there. <laughs> um, of the coaches, which coach, um, which coach talks the biggest game? Hmm. I think it's Nelson. I really? think it's Coach Nelson. Yeah. Nelson beats out Coach Rec? Yeah. I mean, Coach Rec talks a lot, but, like, Nelson, he'd just, like, say something that, like, say you, like, missed a rebound or he scores on you. He's going to let you know and he's going to have, like, something funny to say after. Do you have any embarrassing stories you remember about any of the coaches? Uh, Yeah, but I don't know if I want to put them on the spot. Didn't you tell me one, once upon a time a good story about Coach Rec that you had? Yeah. When he was getting all kind of in his feelings about something? Yeah. What was that story? Um, It was my sophomore year playing with uh Gabe Pearson and Carter Shields and them it was Saturday the day of uh district <laughs> we had a shoot around and he kept all the varsity players behind and he made us uh circle around the logo at uh midcourt <laughs> and at first it was like he gave us like a motivational speech you know I was like yeah I'm feeling it and I see some tears dropping down. It's like, oh, don't laugh, E. Just don't laugh. And I see everybody else giggling. I'm like, don't be that man. Don't be that man. It was just, like, funny to see him cry, but it wasn't at the same time. Because you knew where it was coming from. It yeah, was coming like, from a really sincere place. Like, I know he meant it, but it's like, 
ah, it feels like the movies. But I think it's that way when you see any coach or adult cry because you kind of have it in your head like, oh, Rec doesn't cry. Yeah, you like he just Nelson comes doesn't out. cry. Yeah, they just don't come out to people that would, like show that. Did that show you kind of just? I mean, in the moment, it's probably just you're trying to hold back some, you know, giggles or whatever. But did it resonate with how much this whole thing means to to Rec or to any coach? Yeah, it does. It's like it's not like it's more than just the varsity team. It's like it's our staff and how we represent our school, and it just means a lot to people watching. The Warrior Way Podcast is excited to partner with Wave 26 Nutrition. Stop into their 26th and Sycamore location for a shake and tea and receive 15% off your first order by saying Warrior Way at checkout. We thank you for your continued support of the Warrior Way and hope you continue to enjoy our weekly episodes. What would you say about Washington High School in general? What has it meant playing basketball or just going to school here? Uh, it's an honor, to be honest. Uh, freshman year, I was going to transfer to Lincoln to play with my friend Jabril, but I'm happy I've stayed because I think if I went over there, I wouldn't be as disciplined or just like I wouldn't be shaped as the person I am now. We're glad you didn't leave. <laughs> I was glad you didn't leave. Um, for the listeners that haven't seen Eli play, first off, you better you better do so. Uh, but I had Eli on our – he was our last freshman group that – uh, Coach Hyden and I coached, and one thing about Eli that I was always, uh, that we always said was his best attribute was that he was always just steady, and you always knew what you were going to get, and just um, really showed his leadership each time on the floor. And um, I think that's very true for for this year too. I, th- I think you'll be just kind of that steady. You know what you're getting every night. Um, how would you describe your basketball game? My game, I would say it's slow. I like to take my time, and I try not to rush it. I just like you play like old man ball. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, yeah, but there's times I I do like to rush it, but yeah, I think it's slow overall. What's been your your favorite moment in the boys basketball program? While favorite you've been here? moment? Yeah. Uh, getting to cut down the net at Washington. So far. Hopefully, going to cut down another one. Yeah. What do you think uh, we need to do? What are you telling your teammates? What are you telling? people in general and how are you yourself keeping safe during this time of like we're telling our girls we want to have a state tournament in March you know so it takes all everybody on board to do the right things up until that point because at any any time you know you could have people out on close contact or uh, whatever and then you lose games or mm-hmm. you know if things get bad enough who knows what could happen after seeing last year so what are you doing to you know keep your teammates and yourself heading in the right direction i just tell them like i try to wear the mask my mask as much as i can or i tell like the people i'm around to wear it and i just like tell them just it's okay to just chill at home you know you don't always have to be out and about just rest and just chill in bed watching are you Netflix. the one that's always chilling at home and not Me? not out and about this year i am last year i was out and about but now i'm just chilling i want to play yeah we do too All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Eli in a second. We're back with more Eli Williams. We're going to start off with a little thing I'm calling quick hitter since we're doing a basketball-centered episode. Uh, you got to drop a quick hitter play every once in a while. So what's going to happen is I'm going to ask Eli, or I'm going to say a name to Eli, and Eli has to tell me 
the first word that pops into his head. He's kind of nervous about this. He doesn't know which words I came up with. So we got 10 names. The first word is a cook. Dunker. Second one, Coach Nelson. Shooter. Third name, LeBron James. Goat. Okay, I was wondering if that that would be the name. I kind of wanted to ask Michael Jordan later on to see if you uh, like if one was the goat or the other one wasn't. But LeBron is all right. Uh, fourth one, Mr. Freeze. Funny. <laughs> Fifth, Taj Tubles. Quiet. Sixth, Tim Rick. Loud. <laughs> uh, this is kind of a double, but Dag Dagan and Kemmer Shram. Strange. <laughs> um, Anuka Cot. A Joker. Okay. Coach Holstein. There's got to be a million things that have gone through your head in these uh, 10 seconds. He'd be funny, too. Okay, last one. Joe Utech. Smart. Smart, okay. Just just for everybody that's listening, uh, Eli was really worried about that segment because he didn't know what was going to pop into his head with certain things. So he was worried about uh, making sure that he didn't embarrass himself or others. So he did a nice job there. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, uh, the last little segment we're going to get to before we uh, get into our draft is the topic of social injustice. This is something that Eli wanted to talk on, and I do too. Um, it's something that we want to continue to have conversations about um, because it's impacting uh, many, many people and does so every day. So, uh, Eli, I just want to ask you, how has social injustice impacted you personally? Uh, impacts me. It has impacted me, like, big because... I don't go through it like every day, but there's like most days out of the week where I run into something like into like like slick comments at the store or just like like actions, you know, like I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, it's I don't know. It it starts early too. like when you get like aware of it. When my mom started telling me in elementary school how it's going to be just because I'm black and like neighborhoods I've grown up in and just schools I've attended so it, it helps shapes me in a good way but also just like remembers me like it reminds me that everything nothing's ever going to be like really perfect at times and how do you how do you cope with those times when you maybe hear a comment said or you know something's going on because I'm sure you can feel it like it's something that you carry with you and you can just sense at this time how do you cope with those those times that you go through it? Uh, I remind myself it's like this is what they want you to like act out and want you to say so it's like I don't want to make my community look bad because I want to say something rude or do something bad so I just got to tell myself I got to better myself and just remain silent and just go on with my day and just try to ignore as much as I can. Yeah and how have, how have you been proud because we've had stuff at Washington here that you know we've um, had people that have you know, spoken up and, and advocated, and we had the the walk in um, earlier this year outside of Washington. How have you been proud with how Washington has has um, you know had the discussion and had the conversations around social injustice? I'm I'm actually like really proud because they started making like Instagram accounts and just letting everybody be aware, and it's just like it's bringing us together because we all 
going through some things, but we all have something in common. And in your mind, like what what type of things have to happen in order for continual progress to be made on the topic? Um, I just think like just don't don't just don't disinclude anyone from any type of group and just like try to be as fair as you can. I always think, you know, myself as a white person, I always think like I have to put the shoe on the other foot and try to get into the mind of what I don't understand because I've never had to deal with it. You know what I mean? Um, and now just educating myself and watching things, listening to um, podcasts and um, just certain things around the topic. I always just try to put myself in the other shoes to understand what you carry all day long. Like it's not just the, like you said, a sometimes thing like it, it influences and affects you in times when most of us wouldn't think it does. So mm -hmm. with your boys basketball team, you're doing something special um, during the national anthem. I just want you to describe what you're doing and why you're, why you as a team are choosing to do it. Uh, we have, a couple of us have chose to kneel during uh, the anthem. But we also, while we're kneeling, we're having our hands on our heart just because that is our flag and we do live in America. So, but we are just letting, for like the little kids or whoever's watching, just letting them know that Washington is like, we're together and we're trying to get through it together. And we just want to let everybody know that we are aware. And especially because how diverse our school has gotten since these recent classes, it's just, it's big, and just letting everyone know that no matter what, you can always speak out, and it doesn't have to be violent or just, I don't know, you just, those little things count. Yeah, and I, th and I think it's cool that you mentioned that, even in this, these times of, you know, when we're having less fans, you do have kids that are coming to games and watching you, and someday they want to beat Eli Williams, you know, they want to um, do the same things you're doing in a Washington jersey, and so you're setting an example for them in these times when we're trying to make progress and we're trying to raise awareness around around this issue. Um, so I think that's really cool. And then the BSU has been really cool too. Yeah. Um, ha have you been able to be part of any of that? I attend some, but normally I had work on Wednesday, so I didn't get to go to all of them. And now you got basketball practice. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but that's really cool. And um, it stands for the Black Student Empowerment uh, Group. And uh, they've met and we've done some, some pretty awesome things with that. Um, so. Shout out to Jenny Mayer um, for all that she's doing to support the BSU and all the students that are included in that too. It's been a, a really incredible thing that's just getting started too. So, okay, we're gonna get to our draft. We are drafting our top five fictional basketball characters from movies or TV shows. <laughs> Eli is smiling over there because he didn't know that we were just doing movies and he comes in with all these TV characters that I don't know who they are. So we switched it to TV shows as well. Uh, with only two people, Eli, we're just going back and forth. So we're basically drafting our starting lineup. I can tell you right now, my list with movie characters is going to completely trump or trounce your TV show list over there. But you get the number one pick. Who are you taking with our top five draft? I'm taking Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph, like yeah, the... you know, the destroyer. He's just big body and he's tall. Does he play know? basketball, though? No, but he could. Okay, so we're even doing that. They don't even have to play <laughs> basketball. You completely missed what we're trying to do here, but I'll let you, I'll let you slide. Okay, so Wreck-It Ralph is the number one pick. 
I just feel awful now. All right, my number one pick is going to be Jesus Shuttlesworth from He Got Game. He's going to take Wreck-It Ralph to the basket every time. No, he's not. He's Wreck-It Ralph is just big body. He's Fine. not Game around. Fine. All right, your number two pick. All right. Um, I'm going to pick <laughs> Uncle Drew. Okay. Yeah. He actually yeah. plays basketball. Yeah, I got Uncle Drew. Okay. He was on my list. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is good. I actually watched him play last night in a preseason game. He's still good. That's more like it. Uncle Drew with the number one pick. All right, my number two... I will take Jackie Moon, Will Farrell, owner, player, coach, do it all, Jackie Moon. You said you haven't seen Semi Pro. Nah. You need to watch that. Do I? Yes. If you're a basketball guy, you watch Semi Pro. I'm not saying it's the best ever, but you at least have to know who Jackie Moon is. I got you. All right. Your, th- um, your third pick. I'm going to pick <laughs> Cyberg from Teen Titans. He's a robot. You know, you just can't really compete with robots. And he doesn't play basketball either. No. Okay. Well, I, I think I actually think that your team is looking good because Kyrie is going to want all the shots anyway. <laughs> so you're going to have two guys that don't want anything to do with basketball at all. That's okay. So he'll have the ball in his hands the whole time. All right. My number three pick is going to be Neon Bordeaux from Blue Chips, also known as Shaquille O'Neal. So now I've got Shaquille O'Neal and Ray Allen on my team. Just FYI. Um, but we'll still challenge yours. Mm. Your number four pick. <laughs> ben 10. The fact that you laugh and give that look before every pick makes me just know that you know how ridiculous your picks are. And you're wearing a Rugrat sweatshirt <laughs> on top of it all. Who's Ben 10? Ben 10. Uh, he's from Cartoon Network. He shapeshifts. Yeah. He what? He shapeshifts with his watch. He shapeshifts with mm-hmm. his watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's accurate. That's him. Okay. Sounds like a solid pick to me, whatever <laughs> that means. My number four, Monica Wright from Love and Basketball. I've seen that movie. She's the girl in that movie. Yep. <laughs> She's better than Quincy McCall. I didn't think Quincy McCall was any good at basketball, to be honest with you. I thought Monica Wright was. So she's my number four pick. I'm really anxious to hear who your number five pick is. Um, you should at least probably have two people on your team that can handle a basketball. <laughs> uh, Michael Jordan from Space. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that, that'd be a good one. So I didn't pick that because I thought about this draft way too much compared to you, obviously. But I was like, we have to pick fictional characters, and Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan in Space Jam. That's fair. But I'm going to let you have it just because I don't think it matters. You've got three three robots and three people that won't touch a basketball. But you do have Kyrie and Michael Jordan, so that's good at least. My last pick is uh, – that's tough. I'm going to go Billy Hoyle. From White Men Can't Jump. Mm, he's a bucket. Have you seen? You've seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought about between him and Sidney Dean, the other guy in White Men Can't Jump. Uh, but Billy Hoyle just is, he's like the Larry Bird of fictional movie characters, I feel. So, all right, well, we'll put our uh, our picks out there. I, I'm, I'm actually anxious to Google your picks and see what your picks look like as well. So, um, 
Eli, thanks for coming on the show. It's been uh, fun to chat with you and catch up a little bit. Uh, wish you the best of luck in this basketball season. We'll be watching and keep doing what you need to do. I appreciate it. All right, man.